final countdown, folks. The final countdown. One more day to the final voting day. It seems we can't call it election day this year as we may not know the results. And maybe this is the beginning of the end of our national nightmare or the beginning or continuation, depending on what happens. We're going to discuss all of that and more on this week's episode. Welcome back to Pop Into Politics, episode 21, the final countdown, the final countdown. I needed an excuse to do that. Uh, This is COVID here in New York City. As always, if you've liked what you've been hearing, please subscribe or rate me on your favorite platform. You can also check out my blog, popintopolitics.com. November the 2nd, Monday, November the 2nd. I can't believe that this day or that we're actually at this point And it's funny, I'm going to do my normal plug, which is getting a voting plan, going to NBCNews.com slash PlanYourVote.org. There's lots of different sources. It feels at this point, I don't want to make any judgments, but at this point, it's like, folks, you should have your plan. You should have your plan. You should have your plan. You should know who you want to vote for. Shouldn't be undecided at this point. Not exactly sure. How that's a thing. I feel like people need to get it together if they're still undecided or don't have a voting plan. And so that's a good segue into housekeeping. Housekeeping. America, girl, you know your house ain't been right. Now get it together. Yes, yes. America, get it together. Our housekeeping today will simply be for folks who still don't have their voting plan. I only mean that with minimal judgment. I do want to say, though, in all seriousness, there are states where you, of course, can register and cast your vote on the same day, and I'm going to read them out, and some of them are very important states. They are as follows, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, North Carolina, Nevada, Colorado, and New Mexico. You can register and cast your vote on the same day in those states. The others are Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, the District of Columbia, Maryland, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and Hawaii. Those are all of the states in the union where you can register and cast your vote on the same day. Should I repeat it for the people in the back? For the people in the back who might not have heard, I said Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, North Carolina, Nevada, Colorado, and New Mexico. I'm pointing those out. Uh, first, because a lot of them are very, very swingy and could be important in this election. So please go out, have your uh, voice be heard. The others are Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, the District of Columbia, Maryland, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and Hawaii. So please, please get out and vote. If you don't vote, you don't have a say. You don't have a say. And when shit ain't right, we don't want to hear you. We don't want to hear you. Shh, shh. You can't complain. You can't complain. So I initially was going to call this episode Judgment Day, Judgment Day, <laughs> and, and change my mind, obviously, to the final countdown. But Judgment Day, because obviously for me and on this podcast, this is not meant to be an anti-Trump podcast inherently. It's just that he does such bad things so often. And his policies, I think, are bad for the country. 
But at this point, it really does feel like it is judgment day for the country. You know, if we start with the coronavirus and we have well over 230,000 people who have lost their lives in such a relatively short period of time, it seems like there's a choice for people to make. We're talking about child separation. It feels like there's a judgment. There's a choice that people need to make, whether we're okay with what has happened at our southern border in this country. When it comes to our environmental policy, it seems like there's a judgment that we need to make and and how people are voting, right? It's a judgment about our morals, where we want the country to go. Do we think it's okay to withhold federal funding from California when they are in the midst of a climate crisis because you're a petty betty if you're the president? of the United States. Our tax policies, if you could give billionaires and millionaires, I guess I'm actually supposed to say millionaires and billionaires. That sounds better that way first. Millionaires and billionaires, tax cuts in 2018. And then in the midst of a pandemic, when people were losing their jobs and you're able to actually say, oh, we don't know if we can afford to give you $600 in a stimulus a week for the average citizen. I mean, again, there's a judgment that we need to make. Are we okay with who's being forced on our throats not only at the Supreme Court, but our federal judiciary. There seems to be clear choices. I don't exactly understand why there's not clear choices in people's minds. So I initially was going to call it Judgment Day, but changed my mind because the final countdown was more fun and I wanted to be musical. I'll try not to sing too much this episode. My friend Ashley always makes fun of me. I guess after 20 years of hearing me sing songs, it gets to be a bit much. I'll try to refrain from my singing. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are. One more day. So... In 2016, I made the mistake of having an election night party that ended in tears (laughs) and in tears, uh, tears and disappointment as people left my home. So this year, I will, I guess I'll go ahead when when I'm home and eventually just try to snuggle up maybe with my kettle one uh, by myself with my alcohol underneath a blanket and keep one eye open as I watch the results. I am going to go ahead and make... Not predictions, because I feel like I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to make predictions, but I do want to talk about the state of the presidential race. And then I do want to talk about the Senate race, because I actually think, obviously, the presidential race is important. But if if Joe Biden obviously does not have a Democratic Senate to work with, just frankly, I don't see much getting done if Mitch McConnell remains the majority leader. So let's talk about the state of the race, the state of the race. Don't want to call it a prediction, but I am going to say I do believe that Joe Biden will pull this out. It feels safe enough to say that at this point. It looks like all of the October surprises have been released The president seems like he's thrown everything he can at us as uh, the American public. He has thrown everything at us at this point. And yeah, it looks like, it looks like, I'm so nervous to say that. Oh, before we get into that, let's talk about the booze, the booze. I am drinking Kettle One. Uh, I am having a little bit of cucumber mint, vodka, with a little bit of seltzer. That is my drink for the day. Cheers to all of you at home. So yes, okay. So Joe, so Joe, 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 Joe. I think Joe will be able to pull this out. But I do think the race is tightening and is tighter than maybe a lot of the public polling suggests. And so I think we should not take anything for granted. A lot of the early vote numbers, yes, look really good for Democrats, but those numbers are, are beginning to tighten between Democrats and uh, Republicans. 
And the other thing too, there obviously are voters who I don't think actually tell pollsters what they really, what they really think or believe. I mean, that actually might be on kind of both sides of the aisles. We're going to talk about Florida first and Florida's is tight. And I want to talk about Florida because in the event that in the night tomorrow, if Florida gets called for Joe Biden, I think that will be a really, really, really good sign. Uh, and Florida is a state that between Tuesday, Tuesday night, and I guess Wednesday at, at the latest, we should have some idea what's going on in Florida just because of how they count and tally votes. So Florida should not be the Florida of 2020 in this election, which is good news. If Florida goes for Biden, I think that will be a really, really, really good sign for what might happen in other states. Uh, if Florida, and that still might be a close vote, but again, and if you can flip Florida, that I think will be a good sign. I do think Joe Biden will win Arizona. I think he will win Colorado. I think he will take back some of the kind of the blue wall that you that you hear about. That Hillary Clinton lost, I, I don't know whether he'll take back all of the states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, but I definitely think he will take back some of them. Probably more likely, definitely Wisconsin. Michigan always makes me nervous. Minnesota, I definitely think he will win Minnesota, even if it's tight. So some states that make me a little nervous, make me a little queasy. Pennsylvania, because there's just shenanigans going on with court battles, kind of some of the unrest that's going on in Philadelphia County right now because of another police shooting and how that may or may not affect turnout on election day or has already affected turnout with in their early vote. I'm not quite sure how that situation is registering with suburban white women in the surrounding counties of Philadelphia, which are really important for Democrats, if that's animating white men without a college uh, degree to maybe, you know what, we're seeing more violence, there's rioting, there's some there's some looting going on, and whether that makes kind of that cultural war thing makes people who maybe were getting sick of Trump to kind of fall in line with that law and order rhetoric, who knows, but there's all sorts of factors out there that can motivate and animate people and how they're going to vote. The other thing, I normally don't spend a lot of time I'm going to just call it in the, the Facebook whirlwind of nonsense and shenanigans. But I have to remember that a lot of people get their quote unquote political news from Facebook. And some of the top stories on Facebook in this last week have been about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Because Hunter Biden is running for office. Didn't you know? And negative stories about Hunter Biden and his alleged ties and maybe pictures of him kissing his father. Because that was happening a week or two ago. You know, the Trump campaign trying to make... Make I don't know what they were trying to make it look like. Obviously, I that there was some sort of weird, weird incestuous father son relationship again, which is rich coming from Trump when we have all the tape about him and his daughter. I am not Joe Biden. I am not. I am petty enough to go there. <laughs> Unlike Joe during a debate, I will talk about Donald Trump and his weird obsession with his daughter. But again, who knows of all of that stuff that's in the interwebs, if that might be having a negative effect on Joe's candidacy. And again, that tightening potentially uh, in polls and things like that. But I am cautiously optimistic. Some other states to talk about that... Yes, I think it's great that the Democrats are making inroads in places like Georgia, Texas, North Carolina. Democrats have won before in the past. They're not so distant past, obviously, with Obama. Yes, it this should tell the Republicans something that all of these typically Republican states are at least in play. I still think that the likelihood is that Republicans will eke out wins in places like Texas. I don't think Texas is going to flip in 2020. I think Texas probably will flip in 2024. The demographics moving in that direction over time 
Georgia, maybe, maybe. But if I were running the Biden campaign, I would be looking to shore up my support in those traditional Democratic states that you must win. We will see. The fact that the president is campaigning in places like Nebraska, not a good sign for his campaign. Iowa, I mean, I can I get him going to Iowa. But again, the fact that he's kind of on defense in all of these places, clearly that shows that his internal campaign polling and folks see cause for concern. Speaking of places that you cannot register, going back to my list, that you cannot register the same day and cast your vote again my home state of Pennsylvania, unfortunately. So again, hopefully people have already registered by, well, before today, obviously. It's too late if you didn't do it before November 2nd. Ohio is not on this list. That's not really helpful. So again, hopefully people, some of those states had their stuff together. The other thing I feel like needs to be discussed and mentioned, of course, is what if this is just an extremely tight race? That all the polling, the margins of error, things have been wrong, and it, it's tighter than what people thought. That there's a lot of Republican turnout on the same day, which certainly could happen. It is okay if we do not know the results, if we do not know the results on November 3rd. And it's important that everyone tell people in their lives that it is okay, that that is not some sign of some massive corruption scheme, that it's not, you know, it's not rigged, it's not rigged. You have all of this voting and things through the mail, which we have not had to do before to this degree. We've never really had an election, well, in our lifetimes, in the middle of a pandemic. And so that has to be accounted for. The other thing that people have to remember, yes, we all look at the media and watch the election night returns, but it's states certify elections, not Fox News, not MSNBC, not CNN. And it's going to be done by each state, which has different rules. And that is okay. Yeah, that we just need to keep that in mind if this becomes tighter than what, well, as a Biden supporter, that I would like it to be. Now I want to talk about the Senate. I love talking about the Senate because in the Senate, I get to do, I get to do voices. I get to do voices because the Senate is just so ridiculous right now as these Republicans are scrambling like rats, like rats, rats on a sinking ship. And oh, let's see, where do I want to start? I think I'm going to start with Senator Graham, Senator Graham, later Graham. I just love doing Lindsay. Poor Lindsey Graham. I almost would feel bad for him. I'd almost feel bad for him if he were human and had a spine. Almost. But since he doesn't, I'm going to make fun of him. Lindsey is in the fight for his life. Now, he's in South Carolina, and that race is considered a toss-up. Again, it is South Carolina, and so it's very hard for me to believe uh, that Lindsey really will lose. But stranger things have happened. There's been so much money and interest in that race. Jamie Harrison has been doing so well and running such a good campaign. He's been spanking that booty from Charleston and back to Myrtle Beach. And from Myrtle Beach and back to Charleston, like Lindsay's just not, he's not doing well. And the desperation of Lindsay, I mean, he's on TV every other day begging for cons. He needs cons. He just doesn't know what to do. He just can't seem to reconcile that the American people don't like don't like his voting record. They don't like that they can roll the tape and see what it did before, not so long ago. You know, if I were Lindsey Graham, I don't know, he's in his 60s. If I were Lindsey Graham, 
I just would go home. Like, I just, it just seems so stressful. He's a bad retirement age, and I'm sure he's got millions in the bank. And I mean, I just don't see why he keeps putting himself through this. But it is South Carolina, and I am still going to go ahead and say that I think that Senator Graham, later Graham, he's going to get through these troubled waters that he finds himself in. Troubled waters. And troubled waters by his own making, storms, storms, political storms of his own making by lying and being hypocritical. I think, though, that that Lindsay is going to go ahead and win that race. So that's South Carolina. North Carolina, North Carolina. I can't really do a Tom Tillis. I can make fun of Cal Cunningham, the Democrat, for spreading his seed all over the place, apparently. But I think... Seems like people like Cal Cunningham. Maybe they like him because they think he's good with the ladies. Putting it down. You know, and Trump has just kind of reshaped our politics, right? I mean, like, no one could possibly have a sex scandal as worse as Donald Trump at this point. When you've used campaign money and broken federal campaign finance laws to pay off a porn star as the president of the United States. You've been married three times. you got three baby mamas. I don't think anyone at this point can have... Mm, Oh, the vodka. That's good. I might be clinging to my vodka on November 3rd, clinging to it, <laughs> clinging to it and hiding under my blanket. Anyway, I don't think anyone can have a sex scandal or anything about morality anymore, right? Like we as a country would have to actually make a conscious decision and say that like, well, there's some kind of threshold. I guess it was like Roy Moore in Alabama. I guess we don't like when you're running after little girls at the mall, like Roy Moore did um, in Alabama and lost that race. But Anyway, I'm going to give the North Carolina race to Cal Cunningham. I think Cal might be able to pull that out. I don't know. Maybe in North Carolina, they like him because it seems cool or something. So that's North Carolina. Let's talk about Maine. Let's talk about Maine. Senator Collins. Senator Collins. Oh, Susan. Susan. Girl. So Susan had a debate recently. Don't know if it's their final one in Maine. You can watch it on YouTube, but was asked about her support for President Trump. And she was right at She danced all over, all over the stage and said that she's not going to get into presidential politics, which is really weird when you are a Republican Senate candidate and as a Republican president at the top of the ticket running for re-election. And it's funny, if you go back similarly to Lindsay, I think Susan was telling the truth in 2016 and 2015 when Republicans, I guess, thought, look, that he wasn't going to win and thought he would be bad for the country. Susan told the truth back in 2016. And uh, she's just put herself in a box. You can't get out of this. You can't support his policies and vote with him. Support the president's uh, record 94% of the time on votes. And then say, well, I don't want to get into it. I mean, it's politics. You're in it. You're, You're in the Senate. Of course you're in it. Now, I, for 21 episodes, 21 episodes, I have not made fun of Susan Collins because I don't know why Susan's so shaky and why Susan... Sounds like she has the hiccups and can't talk. I mean, if there's a problem, I don't want to make fun of Susan. But if Susan keeps being ridiculous, I might have to retroactively go ahead and make fun of Susan Collins because the flip-flopping and she just sounds like there's a gun at her back and she's, I don't know. Again, Susan's 67. Had to look up Susan's age. Susan, go home. Go home. Go home, girl. Go home. Rest. Rest, Susan. Rest. It's been hard. It's been rough. I think Susan's going to lose her seat to Sarah Gideon. Although... I think they're tired of Susan in Maine from reading their local papers. I think they're tired of Susan. I think it's just been a bit much. Even her inability to just come out and say, look, I'm a Republican. 
I think people would level with Susan if she just stuck to her guns and said, look, I'm a Republican and I have a certain brand of politics. I don't support the way the president behaves. I've stated that in 2016. I'll state it again in 2020, but I'm not going to leave my party. There's certain principles of what it means to be a Republican and they are X, Y, and Z. And that's why I'm staying at my party. And I feel like there's a way to do some of this. But the way Susan Collins has done it over the last four years is definitely not the way. Definitely not the way. She should be able to answer very simple questions assertively. I'm not getting into presidential politics. I'm not getting into presidential politics. I I don't know. Where am I? Who am I? I don't know. I don't know. I'm afraid. I hope I want to win. Oh, Brett Kavanaugh. <sighs> Susan. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Susan Collins, you should have left when Olympia Snow left. Mm-hmm-mm-mm. Let's talk about Georgia. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. So, <laughs> Georgia has two special elections, and they have two, I think, really bad Republican candidates. And those races are both toss-ups, which and actually might be the key for Democrats. I feel like... During this whole Trump era, I feel like I'm not a religious person, but when I talk to Jesus, I say, Jesus, look what's going on. Help us, help us. Calling Jesus on the main line, the phone's busy, no one's picking up. But Jesus might have answered Democrats' prayers with David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, who I think have to be just bad candidates, bad candidates. So David Perdue, who's a cousin of Sonny Perdue, the agriculture secretary, you know, again, has a scandal, has an ethics scandal about the insider trading right before the coronavirus really kind of swept the nation and also did all that nonsense, downplaying it and telling people that it was like the flu and other nonsense. He had a debate with his opponent, John Ossoff. It's just things you can't defend. It's a, it's a bad climate for the Republicans. But in a moment that was very reality television <laughs> worthy. David Perdue is trying to say that John Ossoff has ties to China and it's China's fault that we have this virus, right? No one's actually talking about what we've done in terms of, okay, when we knew that the virus was coming, right? But fine, let's blame it on China. And in the middle of the debate, he pulls out a big piece of copy paper from his suit jacket, opens it up. He has receipts. He has receipts, I guess, to show that John Ossoff who knows what the receipt actually was because he didn't actually show anyone anything. But again, that very Trumpian thing, I've got papers, I've got papers. But John Ossoff kind of read him for filth about, as they say on <laughs> reality television and the blogs, basically just about his corruption, sticking with the president, what he's done with coronavirus, called him a crook. He, he didn't have much to say. And then poor Kelly Loeffler being asked as a woman about the president, and being asked about the Access Hollywood tape in 2016, Kelly Loeffler, we don't know where Kelly Loeffler was. Apparently, she was on Earth 2 when that occurred. But Kelly, I, I, she doesn't know about that. I, what? Access Hollywood tape? I don't know anything about that. I don't, I don't know what happened. I know the president's doing a really, really great job. There's 230,000 people dead, Kelly. People don't want to hear that. Women don't want to hear that. I don't know. Georgia has a weird, I shouldn't say it's weird, but they have runoff rules. There's so many candidates in the race. I'm talking about the main ones. There is a black reverend who is running against Loeffler and in polls, he is winning against both, whether it would be Kelly or David Perdue. But I don't think that anyone will get to the threshold they need. And so there may be a runoff, at which point it looks like Kelly and David might lose their race. Who else do I want to talk about? We can't end this without talking about poor Martha McSally in Arizona. Martha McSally is going to lose her seat. 
They didn't want Martha. Martha keeps running for seats. They don't want Martha. They don't want her. They don't want her. Go home, Martha. Pack your bags. They don't want her. The president of the United States from her own party doesn't want her. Poor girl. Was that a was that a rally at one of those coronavirus super spreader sneeze events? Nasty people. And when it was her turn to speak, the president, come on, Martha, come on, quick, quick, quick. They don't really want to hear you. The president actually said that to her. The president of the United States said that to someone who's definitely in a vulnerable position. She's going to have to go home. She's going to have to pack her bags, get her U-Haul. It has to be difficult to be a woman Republican candidate during this time. I'd almost feel bad for them if they didn't keep voting to take away people's health care and take away women's reproductive rights. I'd almost feel bad for them, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but yes, if you need a laugh, you can roll that tape. Listen, he let other people who aren't even running for office <laughs> in an election at that rally speak longer than poor Martha McSally. But the president doesn't want to hear her either. We don't want her. He doesn't want her. Time to go home. But no, she's going to lose. Colorado. Cory Gardner. Cory Gardner. Poor Cory. Cory's been tap dancing. He's been tap dancing. It ain't working, Corey. People see through it in Colorado. I think Corey is definitely going to lose. Corey and Martha, the race in Arizona and Colorado are probably the most definitive for the Democrats to pick up those two seats. Iowa, Iowa. Poor Joni. Poor Joni. That's a close race with Teresa Greenfield. Now, there was a debate a couple weeks ago, but if I were to put it into, in New York terms, it would be like not knowing the cost of a hamburger at one of our restaurants. It's more expensive than it is in other parts of the country, in short. But there was this weird, funny moment during a debate that they had where she didn't know the price of corn and just kind of read as her being out of touch. And again, Joni has twisted herself in knots and knots like an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Well, they all have, really. I don't know if she'll lose her seat. It's considered a toss-up. And there were such high hopes for Joni Ernst when she came into the Senate. So she's a one-term senator. And, you know, there's not a lot of female Republicans in the Senate, actually. And she came in in 2014. I believe she, at one point, did one of the rebuttals to Obama State of the Union. There were high hopes for Joni Ernst. And then Donald Trump came in, and people had to sell their souls. And I just don't know what's going to happen in Iowa. In Michigan... In Michigan, Gary Peters, a Democrat, actually defending his seat. I think that Gary will pull out, hopefully will keep his seat from his black Republican opponent, John James. And as they say, proof all skin folk ain't kin folk. The black folks who are listening will know what I mean by that. I don't think John, again, crazy rhetoric on abortion. It's too much. Don't think he's going to lose his seat. Who else can I talk about? Ah, and I can't forget about Senator McConnell. Mitch McConnell. So listen, Darth Vader, unfortunately, people, is not going to lose his seat. I would have loved for Amy McGrath to win in Kentucky, in the bluegrass state, in Kentucky. I say, I say. Unfortunately, folks, it doesn't look like Amy's going to win that race. It was always going to be an uphill battle in Kentucky for a Democrat. And to get rid of Mitch McConnell, who it looks like has won his battle with karma. Karma came in for an ass whooping. Apparently, I don't know. I think I mentioned Mitch McConnell's devil hands, demon hands last week, but I actually didn't get to see the pictures up close. He must have fell or something. I mean, he looked like, again, karma looked like it came in and did a whoop ass, a beating at night for poor, poor Mitch, um, who said, there's nothing to see here, folks. Everything is fine. He looked really, really bad. So I don't know if he fell, if he's injured. I don't know what happened to Mitch, but he seems to be on the mend. 78, so he could be having health problems, as 
78-year-old might. So the best hope, though, again, Mitch is going to keep his seat. But the best hope would be that he at least loses the majority. And so that maybe we can get some legislation passed because we're not going to do that as long as he remains in power. I wish I had better news on the Kentucky front, but I don't. And yeah, that's what that is. There, of course, are other races. There's a race in Montana that actually is a toss-up. There's a lot of things uh, that the media and a lot of races and polling that has things as a toss-up right now. But I think those states that have traditionally been Republican, uh, most of like a place like Montana, I mean, again, stranger things have happened. They do have one Democratic senator in John Tester, who seems to be popular. It is possible they've had Democratic governors. Yeah, but I don't know whether Steve Bullock will win that seat. He's running against the incumbent Republican, Steve Daines, two Steves, a lot of Steves in Montana. Yes, there are other there are other races. Doug Jones in Alabama. Doug Jones. Y'all remember that song? I don't know what rapper that was. I wish I had Alex with me. He would probably know who what rap that rapper was. Doug Jones, y'all. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Uh, unfortunately, I think who's really I think a good senator and has a really interesting career and things he's done in civil rights in Alabama. But again, that was a special election that he won in 2018 against Roy Moore, who I referenced earlier, who was running around at the mall, at the Boscos, the Bonton, the Macy's, Straw Bridges. Are there Straw Bridges still? As a kid, there was a Straw Bridges. I don't know if anyone knows <laughs> Straw Bridges. Anyway, running around at the mall, chasing, chasing young tail, young girls. That was too much for people, even in Alabama. And so Doug Jones won that seat, powered by black women who hold it down for the Democratic Party, which is Less than I could say for black men here lately, but that's a different discussion. 50 cent, 50 talking about nonsense. Anyway, poor Doug Jones. 2018, I think, was kind of a lucky off year for him. He's running against that Auburn coach and football, football. Are you running for some football? Football is very important in Alabama. Yeah, I think Tommy Tuberville will win in Alabama, unfortunately. And again, there are other races. There's a race in Mississippi, Republican Cindy Hyde-Smith, Mrs. I want to go to a lynching. She's probably going to win in Mississippi. It's Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi. Democrats are favored to take the Senate. There are a lot of opportunities. But again, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And so I... Only the ones that I feel really sure about and that have had a, the same sort of movement do I want to call. So Arizona, Colorado, I already mentioned, I think Alabama will lose. Do think Susan, I don't know, I think Susan most likely is going to lose Maine. Well, that concludes my Senate rundown, my Senate rundown. I said I wasn't going to make any uh, predictions, but I guess I did kind of make predictions. <laughs> By definition, I guess I made some predictions. Two things before I end this, though. I said I wasn't going to make fun of Susan Collins. One of the things I do try to do is I enjoy politics. It makes me laugh, and I find it really interesting. And some of the stuff they do is just really funny. And I, I have managed not to make fun of Susan Collins. And just because, I'm like I said, I'm not sure. But Susan, <sighs> Susan. I'm going to just have to pray about it, about Susan. I have to just pray about my behavior on Susan. I, I just, she makes it difficult. The other thing I wanted to mention, I talked about David Perdue and John Ossoff, and I forgot to mention how cute John Ossoff is. And besides the moral high ground that he has, it's like, oh, it'd be nice to have some some young blood, some good senators to look at when they're on TV. I get tired of looking at Chuck Grassley and, ooh, the Crypt Keeper and Diane Feinstein and these people who, oh, Lord. So be nice just, just for that, to have something nice to look at when they're on television. That is not a reason to make your decisions, people. 
to not make your political decisions based on whether people look good or not. For tomorrow, folks, hunker down, hunker down, pray for daylight, pray for daylight. It's going to be a long night, might be a long week, might be a long month, but I'm hoping it'll only be a long night maybe a long week at most. And again, if it's a long night, a long week, we will get through it. There's a system in place in our constitutional order, despite what the president of the United States would have you believe. The states do have control over elections, thank God, again. And while Donald Trump would like us to believe that we've just started holding elections this year in America, we have been holding presidential elections for a long time. And so there might be some hiccups, there might be some things that are a little frustrating, but I think we will get through this. If not, next week's episode, well, no, maybe I won't be here next week's episode, depending on maybe I've packed my bags. Anyway, with that being said, everyone stay safe, stay well, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a goddamn mask, socially distance. Wear a mask, as Cardi B said. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! It is a real thing, all jokes aside. This pandemic doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to suffer this way. So I feel like I should end with that. Let's pray and hope we get through this week in one piece, emotionally, mentally. Stay well. I'll be back next Monday. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll be back every Monday with new episodes. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe or follow me. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Google, Alexa, wherever you prefer to find your podcasts. You can also follow my Instagram at Pop Into Politics. Until next time, sending good vibes and well wishes to you all. Thanks for listening.